0: but series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of Joseph Saka. We've described that Hashem is the help, the savior of our forefathers, of those who came before us, and for the rest of us, for their descendants, for we their progeny, He's the Magain and the Mosheah for those who come after Mechol Dor Vador in every generation. What is the difference between Ezra Sava for our parents for our ancestors hashem was a source of ezra of help and yet for us he's mageinu moshia he's a shield and a savior what's the difference the mafoshim commentators bnei Sashar and others explain the difference is the following when do you need a moshia when does yeshua come when do you need salvation or saving you need it when the crisis has already struck when a person is threatened when you're confronting a challenging situation or time you need an intervention that comes and saves you. However, however, Ezra is to help prevent even the challenge from coming. Ezra means somebody is a source of help that positions you that you're not even confronted by challenge, by crisis. You're not even in a difficult situation. So therefore, say, "No, when it comes to our ancestors, when it comes to those who came before us, who had much greater merit and a much closer relationship with Hashem, Hashem positioned Himself that they were never even threatened. They weren't in a position of vulnerability. They didn't need His Yeshua. But we, B'nai'em Achare'em, we their children after. Hashem also helps, but He has to swoop in. He has to be a Moshiach. He has to come in and save us after the fact. Why doesn't it just say B'nai'em? We're describing in the sentence, Ezra knew Hashem is the source of help for our ancestors. And for we, B'nei'em, for we the children, he's magenu Moshiach. What does the word acharehem add? B'nei'em are obviously acharehem. Your children don't come before you. Chronologically, we all know children come after us. So what is the word acharehem, children after? After seems superfluous, extraneous. Why do we include that? Why is that word included? So, where Schwab suggests, B'nei'chem acharehem is referring not just to children who come after, doesn't mean automatically or inevitably. It doesn't mean all children will be subject to the same merit of those who come before. it have to be children who are, who are achareim. Achareim doesn't mean chronologically. It's not a timeline or timetable. Achareim means who've embraced a way of life, who've embraced, embraced a set of ideals and a lifestyle. Our hope and our wish, our prayer, is Binayam achareim. To not only have children who come chronologically after, but who come and follow the footsteps? Who walk after those who come before? The quotes Araya. Those learning the Daf hopefully will appreciate. Gemara Membeza understands the word Zaracha Acharecha. Your offspring after you. In the conversation between Hashem and Avram Avinu, that your offspring after you. Zaracha Acharecha. Hashem is going to rectify the bris he made with Avram Avinu. That Zaracha Acharecha in that context means children who follow. With the same level of faith, who live with the same level of faithfulness, follow the footsteps of their parents. But those who reject or those who walk away, those who abandon, then they're not subject to the same merit or the same blessing. So when we talk about B'neim Achareim, we're not only talking about children, we're talking about Achareim, the importance of embracing the values and the virtues, the Torah and the lifestyle of those who come, of those who come before. Now, we end the sentence, Ezra savasaynu with the words, dor Vador. I don't always appreciate this. I'm not even sure in the sitter how they punctuate. You can look and tell me. But dor Vador, where does dor Vador come? Is dor Vador the conclusion of this opening sentence? God helps our ancestors. He's the shield and the Savior for His children after Him in every generation. Is dor Vador the culmination of that Pasuk? Or does dor Vador introduce the next sentence? Bechol Olam Moshevecha. That in every generation, where's your Moshev? Where do you live? Where do you dwell? Where can you be found? Burum Olam, in the heights of the universe. So the Mefarshim explain both ways. Some suggest Bechol Dervador is the end of the first sentence. Others say Dervador in every generation is introducing this next sentence. What's the next sentence? The next sentence, Burum Olam Moshevecha. Burum Olam. Where is Burum Olam? Berum Olam means in the heights of the universe, in the most distant places. That's ve'cha. that's where you live. On the one hand, it's the God of transcendence. Kodesh Baruch Hu is not right here. Kodesh Baruch Hu that we perceive from a distance. That where does he dwell? He's not so accessible, he's not comparable. We're not in the same conversation. He is Berum Olam. His Moshev, Moshevecha, is Berum Olam. But his judgments and his righteousness, they reach Avseyaretz, they go to the ends of the earth. So, what's the difference between Moshev, where he lives, and his Mishpat and Tzedek, which go to the ends of the earth? Does he live barum Olam? Is it Avseyaretz? How do we understand it? So, Siach Yitzchak explains as follows Siach Yitzchak explains that some philosophers misunderstood, they mistakenly think. Where is Hashem? He's only Barum Olam. God created a world and He moved on. God is transcendent. God is distant. God is inaccessible. And God is so great that He's not occupied or preoccupied with the small things that are happening in this world and in our lives. Where is He? He's is Barum Olam. So we say, yes, of course His source, His core is far away. He's categorically different than we are. We can't include ourselves in the same sentence, but mishpatecha v'tzidkoscha is mishpat and tzedek, they're at Afzai Aretz. He runs the entire world. They cover the entire span of the globe, of the earth, of the universe, of the cosmos. Kaddish simultaneously is far and close. Kaddish Baruch is simultaneously inaccessible and accessible. The whole notion of the Jew is to feel that tension, to understand that Hashem is both distant, He's both far away, and yet He's nearby at the same time see that in the formulation that Avud points out of every single bracha that we recite. We refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Baruch Atah Hashem. First we talk to HaKadosh Baruch you. Baruch Ata you. And then we recoil, Elokeinu Melech On the one hand, we're on a first name basis. On the one hand, we talk to him, you, you're right here. You're right, you're right available. You're right next to me, you're you. And the second we say the word you, whoa, Elokeinu Melech So in the very opening words of every bracha, and every formulation of a bracha we recite is that tension. On the one hand, Barum Olam is far away, he's inaccessible, he's categorically different, he's beyond our comprehension. But on the other hand, Araf Aretz, he's everywhere. He's aware of and involved in everything in this world. He's not so big that he doesn't know, but he's not so small and so local and so present that we don't realize how great our challenge is to find that tension and the balance between the two.